This is Masonic Muscle, where we explore the mysterious origins, history, traditions, and symbols of Freemasonry, while at the same time, encouraging you, brethren, to increase your level of fitness one degree at a time, strengthening your body, mind, and soul, and getting an awesome mental, muscular, and spiritual pump, uh, at least I hope, we give you more light, but no lightweights. If this is your first time listening, subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to give us a rating everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. You can listen to Masonic Muscle on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher. You can follow me on Instagram at Masonic Muscle or email me at MasonicMuscle357 at gmail.com. Let us know what you would like to hear. Give us some ideas for some Masonically inspired workouts that you guys are experimenting with out there like uh, some of you have already and i will be getting to those emails and sharing some of those ideas in in these upcoming uh, podcast sessions so for those of you who are out there you know who you are and i'll mention you by name thank you very much so today we got a good one for you hopefully they're all good or maybe not i don't know but what are we talking about? Well, we're going to continue on something that I've been talking about, the Benedictine monks, the Benedictines, Freemasonry, and Jacob's Ladder. And also the ladder workout, right? What is a ladder workout? First, let's get to the Benedictine monks and Jacob's Ladder. And what does this have to do with Freemasonry? Well, in the book that I've been sharing with uh with you guys by uh, written by alberto moreno moreno the rule of saint benedict and masonic ritual the origin of masonic usages customs and ritual it has a section where it talks about jacob's letter and it says that in the rule of saint benedict they have an interpretation of it in chapter seven of humility that's the name of the chapter Jacob's ladder is quintessential initiation symbol, a metaphor of how the righteous can rise from the earthly plane to the beatific vision. The biblical text of Genesis 28 says, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and he said, how awesome is this place? 
This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set, a, set up as a pillar and poured oil on it, on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and I will give and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. The importance of Jacob's ladder in Freemasonry is such that in the emulation ritual, it is the central element of the first degree tracing board. When the recipient is going to enter the temple, the lodge has been duly opened and is working in the first degree or in an apprentice degree. Leaning on the pedestal of the junior warden in an almost vertical position, the tracing board can be seen showing as its central element Jacob's ladder, surrounded by other symbols. However, St. Benedict was not content with considering it a symbol of the ascent to paradise, but gave it a much greater meaning by specifying that the steps of the ladder were nothing more than the different degrees of humility. Now, in spite of the fact that Genesis 28 speaks of an ascent and a descent, St. Benedict pays attention only to the way of ascending it, and in a seemingly paradoxical way, it turns something descending humility into the key to rise. In chapter 7 of Humility, Jacob's ladder is described as follows. Accordingly, brothers, if we want to reach the highest summit of humility, if we desire to attain speedily that exaltation in heaven to which we climb by the humility of this present life, then by our ascending actions, we must set up the ladder on which Jacob in a dream saw angels descending and descending. Genesis 28, 12. Without doubt, this descent and ascent can signify only that we descend by exaltation and ascend by humility. Now the ladder erected is our life on earth. And if we humble our hearts, the Lord will raise it to heaven. We may call our body and soul the sides of this ladder in which our divine vocation has fitted the various steps of humility and discipline as we ascend. However, despite the visible presence of Jacob's ladder in the lodge, this does not necessarily imply that it was taken from the Benedictine rule. On the one hand, Jacob's ladder has always been one of the most powerful representations of the initiation. And on the other hand, it is far from being documented that ancient masonry also employed it as a usual sign. In fact, it does not appear in any of the Masonic catechisms and manuscripts that have been preserved. So it could be an incorporation carried out in 1816 by the creation of the emulation degree. However, where it can be indubitably stated that Freemasonry adopts Jacob's ladder following the model of the Benedictine rule is in the Regis manuscript. There it is again, the Regis manuscript, which is the oldest preserved document of old charges, 1390. As we have seen in chapter 7 of Humility, St. Benedict describes the 12 degrees of humility 
which he likens to the steps of Jacob's ladder. And Regis, in what is the first testimony of initiation in masonry, will transform those 12 steps, which are the 12 degrees of humility, into seven new steps that are the seven liberal arts, among which he will give special prominence to geometry, which he describes as meek, a byword for humble, to conclude by saying that whoever uses these seven sciences may well have heaven. Gematria, the seventh, make an end, for he, uh, youth, both make and end. And this is in Old English. It's, it's uh, sharing with us what how it is written in the Regis manuscript so it's written all weird and you know it's not written like what we know uh so it's a little difficult to read but it's it's writing down what we just uh what i just read for you in english and then at the very end it says uh in this paragraph it says uh, references to the initiation in the Regis manuscript as well as his relation to the benedictine rule are of such importance that we have devoted in this book a separate chapter to Regis, which I will be sharing with you as, as we move along. Now, in 1948, a, a brother from the Philalethes Society, a rabbi, Hirsch Giffen, uh, out of Savannah, Georgia, in 1948, February 1948, wrote this. And the good thing is that it's nice and short. And he says this, among the principal lessons impressed upon the entered apprentice is the one symbolized by the ladder which Jacob in his vision saw and the three steps of which are illustrated as representing faith, hope, and charity. Charity, we suggest, should be replaced by humanity. If masonry was actually instituted by King Solomon, it never adopted charity as a model because charity is a word not found in the Old Testament the Jewish Bible, and Solomon would not have taught in illustrating Jacob's ladder something in direct opposition to the principles of the Bible and Jewish ethics. All precepts governing the treatment of the poor, the stranger, the widow, and the orphan are by those precepts and principles classed under the law of justice, which in Hebrew is sedako. In the Bible, the unfortunate poor are considered to possess unalienable rights, and to deprive them of these is punishable before the law. Among civilized nations, it is deemed a meritorious act to aid and succor the poor. But masonry, as taught by the Bible, declares such conduct to be a sacred duty imposed upon its members. Charity may afford pleasure and satisfaction to him who extends it, but it humiliates the recipient. The bread of charity tastes bitter to the afflicted who have to eat it. Charity is a favorite means for covering a multitude of sins. To the respectable poor who are not devoid of honor and pride, it is a symbol of disgrace and an object of fear and horror. Being born of misery and sin, charity cannot be considered as an ideal virtue. Masonry teaches exalted virtues of the highest type and cannot tolerate a substitute to adulate the rich at the expense of the poor. When a mason, in the fulfillment of the solemn vows he has taken, relieves the distress of a needy member, he merely obeys the law of 
justice. To style his act charity would be adding insult to injury because it is a torture to the poor to have to accept alms. The history and tra tra traditions, the principles and teachings of Masonry therefore demand that it change the motto of the fraternity to faith, hope, and humanity. From the numerous explanations given by Hebrew commentators of the meaning of Jacob's letter, I will select only those that have a direct bearing upon the work and teachings of speculative masonry. The Talmud interprets the latter with the angels ascending and descending and God standing at the top as illustrating revelation, the bond connecting God and man, because the letters of both words, a Salum letter and Sinai, where the revelation to Israel took place, have the same total numerical value, 130. In Hebrew, the same as in Latin, there are no distinct, distinct characters for the numbers which are expressed by letters. Now, that's good that we got a Catholic and a somewhat Masonic interpretation of Jacob's ladder. And then we just, in that article, it, it got into the Jewish interpretation of Jacob's ladder and how important it is in uh, the uh, as a Masonic symbol. We are made to understand the importance of the ladder and it is very prominent. If you look for the ladder in a first degree tracing board, for example, you're gonna find it. And you're gonna find it more than likely right in the middle of, of the drawing with all the other symbols of the first degree. And so, you, and you will find in a lot of them, the angels you know, on the ladder looking like they're ascending or descending from heaven and uh, along with the pillars and, and the perfect cube and uh, you know, just a lot, of, a lot of the different symbols. Now, hmm. what, about, what about a ladder workout though? Uh, how, how do we apply the ladder, the Masonic ladder that we're introduced to, to working out? How about that, brethren? Have you ever thought about that? I know some of you exercise-minded brethren out there have done ladders. If not, you sooner or later, you will run into the ladders. But real quick, you know, a ladder workout, the, the rep scheme is designed to ascend or descend with each set while the load stays constant. For example... In an ascending ladder, you might do one squat, then rest, then two squats, rest, three squats, rest, and so on up to, say, 10 reps. In a descending ladder, you might start with 10 reps and decrease by one in each set. You can certainly increase or decrease by one rep at a time, but you can also adjust the reps in increments of two or three or five. You can go up to or come down from 10, 20, 50, whatever suits your fancy and the, and the exercise. A ladder workout can also include more than one movement. Ladder the reps of one exercise while holding the counts for your other exercise steady. Or you can pair two or more exercises, increasing the reps of one while increasing the reps of the other. For example, you might do 10 bench presses and one push-up in set one, then nine and two, then eight and three, until you get to one bench press and 10 push-ups. Ladder variations are almost endless and can be adapted to any strength move. The ladder you choose 
well, ideally match your energy, time, strength, and overall skill and fitness. So you see, brethren, this journey that we have entered upon to strengthen our Masonic muscle using the tools that we're given. You know, in a lodge, I've said it before, in a lodge, we are given tools as a Mason, as a member, to become better men. We take good men and make them better. And then we're, we're given these certain tools to help us become better men. And in a gym or, or your dungeon or your garage gym, wherever you're going, we are given tools to mold our bodies, to build a better body. And so there are symbols that we can use as well and meditate and contemplate on them. And how do we apply some of these symbols to our workouts? I was asked, uh, there's a couple of emails that I received, and, uh, and I'm going to address another one here in the upcoming episodes. And how, how, to, how, how would I apply the 24-inch gauge you know, to a workout? And I've, I came up with some ideas. And some of you might be surprised, some of you might not be. But I think you will be surprised because of not just the variety, but the body. When you begin to exercise, the body, uh, it will become stagnant. Because if you start to walk every day and you're just, you just walk 10 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, uh, after a while, the body will adapt to that. So you're going to have to increase the volume. And that means now you're going to have to walk 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Or maybe you might get, uh, you might find a hill that you can walk up. So once you hit the 10 minute mark, that's where the hill is at. And so you walk up the hill and you increase the intensity of that workout because your body has been conditioned and your cardiovascular has been improved by your daily walking. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to find hills. You're going to have to uh, maybe get on a bike or, or just walk further. And that's why you see some people, I don't, well, you may have seen them, you might not have seen them, but you see some people wearing a weighted vest, you know, 20 pound weighted vest, 50 pound weighted vest, and they're walking uh, weights on their ankles, uh, things of that nature. So that's one way you can use the ladder to mix up and put some energy back into your workout. Use the ladder. And in Freemasonry, the ladder is there to show us that it's like, it's like consciousness, right? You're going up, you're trying to elevate your consciousness. Um, but according to the Benedictine rule, uh, St. Benedict said, hey, the only way we can ascend this ladder is through humility, right? But the actual Old Testament just said that there was angels that in Jacob's vision, he saw a ladder reaching from earth to heaven, and there were angels coming up and down this ladder. And we continue to get these correlations over and over and over again from the rule of St. Benedict and Masonic ritual. Again, the book is called The Rule of St. Benedict and Masonic Ritual, The Origin of Masonic Usages, Customs, and Ritual. And it's written by Alberto Moreno Moreno. Excellent book. Uh, I've read it through a few times. I have plenty of notes. There's plenty of material to share with you, with you all. 
So this has been another strenuous exercise of Masonic muscle. And just like me, there are plenty of brothers out there starting their podcast, hoping to share this light, to spread the light, just like this podcast here, of a further light in Masonry, hoping to get the further light in Masonry that we were promised and a lot of us felt left down, left, uh, yeah, felt let down because, you know, we kept waiting, we kept waiting, we kept waiting and we just never got it. But there are lodges out there, brethren, and there are brethren within lodges that are actively seeking for further light. You must get with them. You must find them. You, if, you gotta, if you got to form your own book club, your own study group, whatever it's going to be, then do it. This is Masonic Muscle. I'm Cesar Rubio. Peace out.